With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. To the masters. Break it down. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I am your host Hunter, and this week I am joined by my good friend Steve Stokes. Back on the pod, buried the hatchet. Also joined by OG listener and Foot Academy trading expert, right foot. Paul, how are you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. Tired, but good. You playing a lot of FIFA these days? Um, I'm playing where I can. I'm playing weekend league and the odd few games on a Thursday. Not as much as earlier on in the year, but enjoying it. Yeah, enjoying enjoying the cards. Still engaged. A lot to talk about in that realm, but we're going to get to that in just a second. Steve, welcome back. How are you? Well, I'm yeah, I'm kind of all right, Hunter. I mean, you, you messaged me and said, would I like to record on Wednesday? And ordinarily, sort of Wednesday evenings, not much going on, nothing really much on telly. But obviously tonight, there's the, the Portugal-France game is on, which just kicked off. So, um, yeah, just just wondering if I... If, we'll see how it goes. If the first half's no good, then I'll, I'll hang around. First half of the pod or the game? The game. Hmm. So you're going to be sticking around for the pod for good then? Um, As long as nothing good comes on TV on a Wednesday night, I guess. I heard you had something prepared you wanted to... You wanted to read? Ah, actually, that's yeah, I do. It's been quite a an emotional few days, really, for for one reason or another. Obviously, we won't go into that in any great detail, but it's it's moved me, to be quite honest with you. It's it's stirred something deep inside, and it's something that I'd like to to share with both of you, and perhaps more importantly, that I'd like to share with. With the listeners, Paul, Paul is is sitting there laughing, and I just if if we're just going to take this as a joke, I'm not going to do it. Okay, this this is I'm smiling, Steve, smiling. Right, 
You look like you're laughing to me. I don't know. It looks like Hunter's stifling a laugh. But this is the most serious poetry I've written since I was 14 years old. And and Peter Farmer ran off with Jane Vernon, um, which we're not going to go into at all. Still hurts. Okay, right. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Friendship in the flowers. Friendship in the weeds. Friendship that follows. And friendship that... Hunter, you're fucking... You're stifling a laugh, I can tell you are. I'm not. I'm not doing this. If you're not going to take it seriously, I'm not, I'm not going to bear listening. my soul, but... I'm listening. Okay. Friendship that follows. Friendship that leads. Friendship knows what friendship sees. There's a friend in need is a friend that's a pain in the fucking ass. Thank you. That's it, huh? What do you mean, that's it? Very good. I thought that was really about to go somewhere. What have you fucking written? Um, that's it, cheeky bastard. I don't fancy myself a poem writer. Well, you've, you've got to have had a wounded soul at some point, Hunter. Maybe you've just had an easy life. No. Looking at Paul, I'd imagine he's a bit of a poet. No, I really not. Well, I suppose I am in some ways. It's just not your um, what most people would think as poetry. More humour. That's how I try and express my um, deepest, darkest, I think. Mm. Well, thank you for the poem, Steve. That was lovely. You're welcome. Thank you for, for taking me seriously. It touched me deep inside. Not, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yep. So Wise is going to take a little break, probably for quite a while. And um, Metz has decided to pursue his own ventures and leave the Foot Academy footballers team. So that said, we brought in Paul to give us some market insight and some uh, probably maybe even some gameplay tips. I'm, I'm, I've seen Paul play Weekend League. He's not a bad FIFA player. But going forward, we're going to be bringing in different guests. We're going to bring in people from the community, the podcast. And we're going to, like I said, from the beginning, we're going to make this your podcast. So. Let's get into the first topic this week. We've got this festival of football. We kind of covered team two last week. I know you guys weren't here. Do you guys want to talk about any cards in particular from team one or team two that you have used that you like, Steve? The only card that I've used from that is the uh, freebie Ericsson card, which is not going to get massively upgraded, is not outstanding. And yeah, just been a bit of a disappointment. I thought Denmark would have done quite well, to be honest with you. I guess they've qualified. I guess there's the potential for maybe a couple more wins. But with the power curve we've had recently, it's just it needed the upgrades, I think, before it's uh, vaguely usable in most teams or against most teams. But that's all right. It's a free card, isn't it? Can't grumble. But uh, yeah, I'm sure Paul will have will have dabbled more with uh, with a, a broader spectrum of those cards, being the wealthy man that he is. <laughs> yeah, we had quite a few uh, quite a few cards I saw in, in Paul's stack from uh, Festival of Foot. You want to talk to us about them, Paul? Yeah, I did quite well with the upgrades. I'd uh, bought Lorente for my team because he just looks insane, can play anywhere. And the day after, I packed him. Untradeable. Imagine that. So so that were nice. The only problem is, I thought he was going to rise a little bit, and he didn't. So he's down probably 300k on what his price when I packed the other one, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I've also used Akuna, who was very, very mm. good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. And likely to get an upgrade too, just one more win. Three wins, he'll get that bump to 96. Yeah, I think they get a win tomorrow, probably. Yeah, whatever, Paul. Um, 
I just want to, I just want to make sure that people don't get a skewed idea of how fortunate you can be while opening packs. I think you need to disclose to the listeners, Paul, that you, on an average day at work, tend to grind out about forty-three packs on the web app every day, don't you? Um, upgrades, yeah, upgrades, yeah. I'll probably do somewhere between fifty and a hundred upgrades, not daily, but I'll when they come out, I'll give them a good go. I'll have an SBC. Well, a lot of SBC action, man. Do you find it like really time consuming? I mean, just for the listeners, because for me, I, I'm not good at, at menus. I'm not good at SBCs. They just, I don't know. I hate them. It takes up my time and it's frustrating. But how do you go through them so quickly? I use a squad builder. So I'll buy all my cards. Um, and to get chemistry, I buy the Libertadores cards, the rare ones. Mm. On their phone, you can buy gold Libertadores. You can't do it on the on the console. Gives you chemistry. Then you can put all the rubbish gold ones in that are usually a little bit cheaper. And, you know, I'll, I'll knock out 10 at a time, do those. Maybe when I've got a little bit of time later, I'll, I'll do another 10. But getting those cards so you can easily do the use the squad builder saves so much time. When you open the packs, do you do them... Do you open them as you do them, or do you stack them up and you find that it's better to open them in bunches or stacker? Guarantee it. I like to open probably 10 at a time. Then if you get a few dupes, you can put them into an SBC. Mm. I've got this thing going in, in my head that, that there's like this carousel that, that goes around and around. And when you open packs, it's just like you have to wait for that carousel to come around and, and just hit it at the right time. Because I've had packs before, like where I've saved, you know, five or 10 of those upgrade packs. And it's just like, bam, 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 you hit three in a row and then you go cold for, you know, 10 or 12 and then you three or four more in a row, bam, bam, you hit again. So it's like, it's almost like that the chance is like a wheel, like a roulette wheel that comes around and you just have to hit it at the right time. Or is that my, am I just completely going no, out of left field here? I agree. I think you'll do 10, get nothing, 10, get nothing, and then you'll get three in your next 10. I just feel like there is something. And I have funny little things where I'm thinking there's something about opening three at a time. So I'll open three and get something decent, or I might open five. So then for the next week, I'm opening them threes or fives. This is this is the same flawed logic. To get somebody spinning a coin and it comes up heads three times in a row, they will stake a inappropriate amount of money on it coming up um, tails the next time. It's true. But there's still a 50-50 chance of it coming up heads or tails, and it's the same with packs. But I've got an untradable Lorente. Case closed. Yeah, right. Whatevs. Well, uh, as far as the upgrade packs go, I haven't been very fortunate, I guess. Uh, well, I say that. I've got the, uh, I did get the Acuna for Team 1, and I got the Alexis for Team 2. But yesterday, for the 87 plus times 3, I did get that short tree trunk legged Belgian right winger from Real Madrid. My man Eden Hazard popped out. Nice. As well as a Virgil van Dyke. So that was nice. But that card, even at 95 is electric. I, I can't, it's quite possible that he's going to go to 99. All they got to do is reach the final, I believe, which is Belgium's likely to do that. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's really made me want to change my squad around. I'm heavy La Liga now where I was heavy Serie A before. That's the fun thing about this time of the year with all these super cards. It's just the altering of your team constantly just ebbing and flowing and it really makes the game interesting if you're still playing it at this stage just trying to enjoy it the best you can this time of the year is so much fun for me i'm really stingy and tight with my coins all year but this time there is that there's that yorkshireman in me that you know i won't even quick sell a contract most of the year um, but, you know, now... He's not joking, by the way. That's true. That's I'm true. I'm not joking. 100% not joking. They do sell. So if it sells, I will sell it. I'm not quick selling it. So 
now's the time of the year where I buy cards, enjoy them, enjoy my coins, start having a bit of fun. That's what it's all about. It's a game. It's not a fucking yeah. casino. It's a game. On the topic of these Festival of Football cards, just real quick, give us some that you think are cheap relative to performance, Paul. Martinez. I've only used him for three or four games, but he's unbelievable. And I think he's about 70k on Xbox, which when you look at his stats, you know, he's, he's, well, he's, I'm just looking now, he's 62k for a card of that quality is, is mad. He's got 99 positioning, 99 finishing, 99 shot power, agility and balance, 99, 99 sprint speed, 98 acceleration, 92 strength. Mm. It's just crazy how cheap that card is and how good it is. Mm, makes sense to me. I did try the uh, Nandez card to link up to Nangolan, and for somebody who's sub 40k, 90 rated, even as fodder, you can, I mean, that's pretty cheap, but he's a really good card. I mean, I played him at left cam, I played him at CM, I even tried him at CDM, doesn't have the right work rates for CDM. I don't really like high high at CDM, but he can definitely do a job there if you've got a two CDM back, you know? Put it gang for 39k. Well, wouldn't go that far, but what about these preview packs? We talked about them last week, but I want to get you guys' perspective. <laughs> Fucking hell, nothing's changed here, has it? Ben Chilwell. I fucking skipped right over Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even mean to do it either. (laughs) Steve, you want to talk about any of these cards that are cheap relative to performance? Yeah, I think that Ed uh, Millet... No, uh, Ben Chilwell. How on earth that card is selling for 66k PlayStation at the moment? I've got no idea. With an anchor on him, you max out pretty much everything that you want to max out. Yeah, and if you don't max it out, you're within three or four points of maxing it out. English, Premier League, I don't get it. Don't know why that card is 66k. Um, Haven't used it, so I can't recommend it personally, but I would think based on the stats that that is a bit of a snip. Not to mention, he plays but the Chelsea Blues. Only an American would ever call them the Chelsea Blues. My God. What would you call them? Chelsea. Chelsea Blues sounds like a Pez team name. Exactly. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we, we've had another three or four days. We've talked about player picks with the preview edition they added, I don't know, five or six days ago. Initially, I thought it was a great idea. I still think it's a great idea, but we briefly touched on it last week, but I want to get your guys' perspective on this. I really like that they did it. I understand why they did it. It's like we said, it's obviously just posturing. It's all EA getting in front of regulations. But how do you see it, Steve? What do you What do you take from this? It's impossible not to be cynical around any movement that EA make with packs, isn't it, really? Uh, it's As you say, it's not been done with our best interests at heart. I think very few decisions taken at the top of EA are actually taken with our best interests at heart. I think they tend to be taken with EA's financial best interests at heart. And I think it would take somebody quite foolish not to, uh, to perhaps agree with that. I like it. I mean, it's, they've got to come up with a solution. And it is a solution. I don't think it's going to stop people from just ripping through packs when, when a promotion drops. So I don't think they're going to be patient enough to sit there and and wait for the preview packs to drop. But for people who buy packs on a more casual basis, I've bought packs at, at certain points throughout the game cycle. And it's something that I would have used. And it would probably have stopped me from spending quite as much money as I did, perhaps, at the start of the game cycle. And yeah, you can always, I mean, if, even if you don't buy packs, it, it kind of, this is where the, the cynicism kind of comes in. Um, it's going to draw people to the store uh, just to check out and sort of preview the packs to see if they can pack an icon that they've got to spend, I don't know, 50k coins on to get out of one of the packs. So it's going to drive more traffic to the store. 
which I think is a very cynical move on on EA's behalf. If you go into the store in that anyway, there's there's nothing to be lost there. So some people like it, some people hate it. I think that it's okay, but it's been done for the benefit of EA and not for the likes of us three fine, beautiful, gorgeous gentlemen here. Thank you, Steve. But if only the audience could see you in your biker shorts and your whatever cap that is you're wearing. Is that a biker? When I say biker, I mean like bicycle. Not like tough guy biker, but it, it, it's a tough guy bandana hunter. And as I was telling mm. Paul, actually, I went out on the bike this morning and I couldn't be absolutely certain because obviously you've got a lot of wind sort of gusting past you. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that at least 23 women wolf whistled at me in my cycling shorts. I said that that was probably not wolf whistling and women throwing up in their mouths a little bit. Just, there's no need to be this. Or, or a lot of it. I, I can leave again. We'll get kicked off or whatever the fuck happened. I don't know. Careful. Sorry. Please keep me. Just let me turn my camera off before you stand up, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking sick. Oh, God. I just took a screen grab of that. We're going to post that on Twitter. Anyways, yeah, the, these preview packs, I, I really like it. But like we said, it's it's not meant for us. Although I did finally, after a week get one of those 100k packs that was worth opening today i went in and checked and out popped a ucl neymar and a couple of 85s to boot so that right there made it worth purchasing with coins because i could flip neymar and and the other fodder but uh, i ended up keeping neymar because oddly enough paul you were talking about using the squad builder and steve you know this already but um i failed to mention this a, a few a few weeks ago because i was slightly embarrassed by it but Using the squad builder to do SBCs, it was one of those upgrade packs where you needed rare players, and I was getting low on rare players and accidentally submitted my untradeable gold rare Neymar into one of those upgrade packs. Ouch. What a bellend. Yeah, but I had gotten a lot of use out of him, and he, I mean, he's hes cheap enough now where you can go out and buy him if you really wanted him, but just goes to show you if you're using squad builder, be careful. Last year, I accidentally submitted an Icon Swaps card into one, and... Oh. Got on EA chat and they told me, sorry, once you submit it into an SBC, it's gone. Oh. So you can't get it back. Don't even try. There's that. Yeah, that is. My moment of shame. That is rough. But, you know, at least it's not in the first month of the game, you know? Yeah, that but, would have been devastating. So it goes. I like the idea of these preview packs. And, you know, like you've both said, it's not done for the benefit of us. But, you know, we can benefit from it. I like the fact now that people are. They can see what they're paying for, you know. They don't often give out. I've opened, you know, previewed all the packs on two accounts since Friday and two have been profitable and only just profitable. But, um, you know, it gives people a chance to, for my brother-in-law, for example, I told him about it the other day. He's a real casual player. The second one he previewed, he got a Pogba. He'd never have those coins Ever, you know, so now he's got those coins and he can enjoy it, and it just gives just gives people a, another opportunity, an opportunity, doesn't it, to maybe pack something special who wouldn't even look at packs normally or spending <laughs> spending money normally. Shot to nothing, isn't it? You've got nothing to lose, really. Yeah, yeah. How are we enjoying FIFA right now, Steve? Are you playing much FIFA? Yeah, I'm still playing. Um, I just sort of dip in and out when I fancy a game at this point, really. Though mm, I'm keeping on top of the objectives cards, pretty much. I got the. Uh, Teo Hernandez card this week. Um, haven't actually tried it yet, but it looks looks really good, and I feel really smart for having that um, 
left-back Roussillon card in my club that was in squad battles not too long ago as well, the flashback Roussillon, because mm. uh, he obviously gets the, uh, the green link both being French and both being in the Bundesliga. Uh, so yeah, I'm keeping my hand in. Um, I'm not playing weekend league religiously. I'm probably playing rivals more than anything, I would think, at the moment. I'm enjoying, I enjoyed this point of the season, to be quite honest with you. I enjoyed monkeying about with, with really high-produced cards. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. But it's, it's a very different game to the one that we're playing at the start of the season, really. Yeah. Paul, are you playing much FIFA still? I'm mostly playing weekend league because that's at the moment that's the only time I've got to to play really. And I'm playing a few games, you know, the odd hour midweek here and there. But I'm I'm really enjoying it because I'm not taking it as serious. It's all about having fun, using different cards, messing about with different formations, and just just messing about. It's uh, life's too short to be taking FIFA seriously at this time of the year, you know. Maybe life's too short to be taking FIFA seriously. Full stop. Well, isn't it true, though, that your FIFA game-playing time, Paul, is kind of dictated by what you can get away with at work? They won't be listening. You're fine. No, they won't be listening. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, I do occasionally, maybe four or five times a week, take my Xbox to work and, and play a few games. But I've recently got another job, so I can't stay up at work till midnight now playing FIFA, I've actually got to get some sleep. And yeah, you heard that right. I do have to get some sleep at work. So yeah, I'm not playing as much as, as I used to do. But Everybody listening to this podcast currently wants your fucking job. You know that, don't you? I'm going to say I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you know, I only probably sleep eight hours a shift. Fuck, how long's a shift? 12 hours. Wow. You know. What are you, a bed tester? No, no, I work in a homeless shelter, so ah. I'm there to support people if they need some support during the night. If they wake night. up. <laughs> and yeah. they generally don't wake up through the night, but, you know. But when they do wake up during the night, it's usually something quite um, uh. quite crazy, but, you know, take the rough with the smooth. It's mostly smooth, though. That's good, though. It's good stuff you're doing for the people, though. I'm sure that means a lot to them. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Good, it's lazy. And lazy, yeah. Hey man, well, what we would call the American dream, a job that you love, and especially you could play FIFA and sleep at work. I mean, shit. Yeah, it don't get, don't I'm, get much better, really. It don't get much better. I'm moving to Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a job coming up there soon, Hunter, but the commute's, commute's quite difficult. Just get a bike, like Steve. No, for you, I mean, to get to Yorkshire. <laughs> oh, I just, just got to get there once, man. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's it. If they'll let me in. Will they let me in right now? Uh, yeah, probably. I can't see why not. It's different. I think they have different sort of immigration laws in the People's Republic of Yorkshire. It's it's all slightly different to, to the rest of England. It's, it's it's odd. It's a bit like Liverpool. Weird. It's nothing like Liverpool, Steve. Full of bin dippers, then. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Yorkshire's not. I always like using that term. Let's just clear that up. Self-righteous bin dippers. Maybe. I say what I like and I like what I bloody well say. Yeah, there we go. We don't dip bins. We grub about in them. I'm kidding. I love York. Great place. Back to foot. Weekend League. Paul, you mentioned uh, we've got these new eight French players objectives for Weekend League. I think this is a good addition. I think it obviously shows that EA are desperate for user engagement and that they want people to play the game more. Is this going to entice you to play Weekend League more than you have in the past, Steve? No. I'd play it when I want to play it and I'm not going to get sucked in on on that front. I can see why it'd be an extra incentive for people if you're sort of um, arming about, you know, am I going to play weekend league this weekend? Am I not? Am I going to go out and get some fresh air? 
perhaps buy some cycling shorts and go on a bike ride, that sort of thing. But if you're, yeah, if you're in that camp where you can't quite make your mind up, I can see where they're dangling the carrot. It's just, I mean, it's, it's the stage of the game that we're at, really, isn't it? It's, it is a thing that people are spending more time outside this time of the year. You know, there are more options. Obviously, lockdown has kind of has kind of ended here in the UK, really, without it being officially ended. I think all we're missing are the pubs and hotels opening. But apart from that, everything's back open for business. So I can see, you know, again, repeating myself, I can see why they're, they're trying to draw people in with it. But uh, I no, I, would, I, I wouldn't advise it either, to be quite honest with you. If you want to play Weekend League, play it. Don't play it on the basis that you're being sort of attracted to it with... EA's latest little shiny thing because you'll probably end up resenting it after a few games. Or you might not. I don't know. Who knows? What do you think, Paul? I, I actually like it. I think it's uh just adds a little bit of something different, you know, to squad building. You've got to get use eight players and it's really easy. You need seven, twelve and fifteen wins, you know, so you can nip it and get twelve wins. Don't take too much time if you if you're decent at the game. And Nip out, get yourself a couple of player picks, and you just never know. You just never know. Just add something different, and I, I like that they're putting those requirements on without forcing everybody to do it in weekend league. It's you know, it's your choice whether you use those eight French players or not, and I like that. It is good in the sense there's no pressure on it. I mean, it's not like you you guys actually brought up a really good point last week when you was talking about is it Dom's team that he bought that he built yep. rather from from the yep. um the Discord. It's not like if you if you don't play weekend league this weekend you're going to get left behind because there are so many juiced cards readily available at the moment that you know it's not going to matter but yeah i like i like the fact that it's that it's an option for people if they want to play they'll play what about you honey you've not been a, a massive weekend leaguer recently yeah it's not for just n- not wanting to play weekend league i would love to play but i've just got other obligations man it's it's family and it's summertime kids are out of school we're, we're just we're going outside man we're went fishing this last weekend we spent two or three days at the lake just getting some vitamin d and and, and getting a dose of of real life because you, you spend too much time on this game man you get locked in and and you feel so committed because you've given so much time to it that you can't you know it's, it's sort of like an addiction i would i would imagine huh. but just not wanting to to let go of it because you put so much in it so you want to get the most out of it but go outside man go play have fun. Go outside and kill shit like Hunter does. Yeah. Catch some hogs, catch some fish, kill it and eat it. Don't kill it unless you're going to eat it. But yeah, like I said, I've said this before. I wish Weekend League was longer as in Thursday to Monday or shorter in the fact that 20 games instead of 30 games. But, you know, to be It's on the horizon, isn't it? It's been talked about that that, that <laughs> may be the case with FIFA 22, that we're going to get a, a fewer number of games. Is that official though, or it's not been made official yet? No, it's just it was a it was a rumor that was going around the the community, the sort of upper ends of the community. I think it's fair to say, you know, a few months ago, I I think they've got to change it. To be quite honest with you, I don't think we'll see it in the same format that we've had for the last two three years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's even. I know Steve, you're not a fan of of hypotheticals, but I'm going to do one anyway. I mean, what if they had a, a separate mode where you could go further? Let's say you made, weekend league was 20 games. Okay, let's say the super hardcore if they wanted to continue. Let's say if you play 20 games and you hit, I don't know, 12 out of 20 wins, you go into a, a weekend league extra time or something where you could play only top tier players for 10 more games and get another player pick out of it. That gives you the option to, you know, engage with the game more, get rewarded for it and sweat a lot. Thoughts? Stop listening when you said if. Paul. 
I think the more you give people options on engaging with the game, the better, you know. If people want to play 20 games, they want to play 30 games, they want to play 40 games, it's all good. But I think being, once you start playing weekend league, you're invested in that 30 games usually. And I think there should just be, be more options for, you know, there's not many people want to sit and play 10 hours of, of weekend league. If you didn't have to, I say you didn't have to, nobody has to, but you you almost feel like you, know. you have to to keep up with the power curve early on in the game. Yeah. I'd play 10 hours of Call of Duty Zombies. Easy. One sitting. The weird thing with that, though, is that I think the reason that happens is because on games like Zombies or whatever, there's no real time marker on them. So you can just sort of turn it on. If you haven't got a clock handy, time's just going to run away with you, and then all of a sudden three hours have passed. I think one of the reasons why it's more difficult to do that with FIFA is because you've got that sort of demarcation of time every time you play a game. You know that that's 15 minutes of your life gone. And I think that's why it's more difficult to, to clock up the hours on FIFA than it is perhaps a lot of other games. Hmm. I think it's all in your head. Yeah, everything's in your head. Even me. Unfortunately, yeah, you're right. And that fucking <laughs> burnt image of you in spandex biker shorts. Biker. Fuck. Well, that's going to wrap up our foot conversation for today, but we do want to sit around and discuss the Euros. Have we all been watching? I know, Steve, you've been watching close. Paul, you've been watching much of these Euros? Yeah, I've been watching as, as much as I can, really, which is most of the games, I think. Steve, how many games have you missed? Um, I've missed one or two more recently, really. I'm not, to be quite honest with you, I'll, if I can watch the group stages, I'll watch them, but I don't go massively out of my way to watch them. I think the group stages are where you get the worst standard, maybe not the worst standard of football, but the worst sort of mentality in games. I think group stages often tend to be very negative, very cagey. But yeah, I've, I've, I've watched it. I've watched more than I've missed, I'd say that, definitely. And there's been some enjoyable games. There's been a lot of games, too, where I've kind of had to do something on the side while I'm watching them. Otherwise, I feel like I've just completely wasted 90 minutes of my life. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the knockout stage. I think that's where the, the tournament begins, really. Yeah, you mentioned knockout. It looks like if it, if things stand as they are right now, it's halftime in Hungary versus Germany. Hungary leads 1-0. If that result stands, Germany will be knocked out of the Euros, which to me is a huge shocker. Granted, that group is is really tough. We all knew that. But that said, I mean, would you be surprised if this stands, Steve? Yeah, never, never, ever, ever right off the Germans. By the time this podcast goes out, Germany will have qualified from that group. And place a wager? I'll I'll place a wager, yes. I want in on some of this as well. I believe that Germany... We'll smash them in the second half. They'll push them. They'll knock two or three in. See, we're English. We've suffered at the hands of Germany far too many times. We're scarred. Mm, you need to call us in, man. Help save the day. Call in Christian Pulisic. Well, yeah. Um, you mean like in the second world, we were effectively 3-0 up when you guys showed up. So, you know, that's what it is. I mean, I'm not, not French. I'm American. You, you had me confused with the French. Well, no, you, you, you turned up when, we, when we'd already taken quite a nice lead, didn't you? And sort of came in and... Stole all the glory and the women. And, uh... So sticking with Group F, um, <laughs> who, who is going to be on top of the group? Is it France? I assume. I mean, it's 1-1 right now. It's Portugal. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> by the time this podcast gets out, everybody will know. Yeah, but it's fun to predict. Well, just, yeah, okay. Based on the little bit that I've been able to catch, 
I'll say that France have had France have had the better opportunity. Sorry, I'm just watching Danilo Pereira get absolutely battered in the head there by Hugo Lloris. Jeez, that was like something out of Rocky. Um, well, France has five points to to Portugal's four, so Portugal have to win that game to to finish top of the group. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's another of your bloody ifs, isn't it? You're trying to get me into one of these fucking if conversations, and it's not gonna happen. Okay, well, I already got you into it, man. You're in it already. You might as well finish it. I've, I've slipped. Yes, you have, my friend. What about Sweden? Sweden's surprising people. We should want to move on from Sweden. Fuck Sweden. <laughs> yeah. All right, fuck Sweden. <laughs> what about Spain? Are we surprised by Spain? Yeah, they had a good performance today. They came out, they, they, they poured it on, they spread it on pretty thick, but they didn't look like your traditional Spanish team. Are, are, have they finally kind of gotten past that that peak i mean they were they were pretty old for a while but still effective and now they're kind of just average or is it just me i think like steve was saying the the group stages are always a little bit cagey a little bit everyone's a little bit tentative hopefully we'll see them change it up a little bit and um push on but they're not five in today they need to start scoring the penalties so they've, they've missed two have they now or Two in two games. That's the thing that staggers me about Spain, the fact that Alvaro Morata is still on this magical mystery tour of Europe getting good contracts off big clubs. He missed a penalty today. He's just he is such an average player. Um I don't I don't get it, dude. I hated him at Chelsea. Yeah. He's just I I don't know, either he must be a great trainer or he's got a fantastic agent, but it's I I don't know. He knows where the bodies are buried. There's, there's something, I don't know. Um, Too much product in his hair, he needs to get with Wise. Could be, yeah. Which is where, are we going to tell people that that's what Wise has gone off to do, to bring out his own range of hair products? Sounds like you already let the cat out of the bag. Oh, well. Sorry, Wise. If he needs a model, I am available. Mm. That's uh, Yeah, we, we have gone from the sublime to the ridiculous in terms of having poor hair in, in Wise's loo. Um, everything that Wise has in hair. I'll say this being as kind as I can. Everything that Wise has in hair, Paul does not get a bandana. Italy and Belgium, obviously the two strongest teams that have looked so far. Um, I picked Belgium to win the tournament early on. It looks like they're going to be the team to beat. A lot of people think Italy is the team to beat. Steve, you might be in that camp. I think you picked Italy as your, your winner, right? I did, yeah, way back, and I, I still. Um, that was before the tournament started. The worry with Italy was that they're. It was hard to judge them in a way because they haven't really played any top, top, top teams in the last few years. And you could argue that's still the case to an extent right now. It'll, it'll be interesting to see again how they get on during the knockout stages. People are going to disagree with me here. I know they will. I really like the way that England are shaping up. I do. I don't just say that for the sake of being controversial. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of moaning and griping in England right now about the way that Southgate has had them set up and the fact that they are just grinding out bad results, really. But um, I think England need. I'd keep an eye on them at this point. Paul, yeah, I think we looked good yesterday. I think they improved on the Scotland game, which one was not difficult to do. I think, sorry to interrupt you there, Paul, but I, fair play. I've, I've heard people say that a lot, and I think it's important that people give Scotland due credit, really, because Scotland were freaking awesome in that game. They ran their hearts out for 90 minutes, and they stopped England from playing. You know, it's, yeah, props to Scotland, and I don't think you can judge England on that performance too much. Anyway, sorry, pretend I'm not here. 
No, no, I think I think you're right. Scotland did play well; they were everywhere, and uh, England really struggled. But they looked they looked good yesterday. But I do really like Italy. They've got Verratti back now as well. They look they look good. Mm. I think they win it. One of the things that really stood out to me was that I listened to quite a lot of the the post match interviews with the England players yesterday, and one phrase kept coming up, and it was said by at least two, three, maybe four of the players, certainly said by Southgate. And the phrase was tournament football. And that is very much the mentality, I think, that's pervading the England camp at the moment. And it's the, the group stages don't matter. They, they really don't matter unless you're going to screw things up. That's all you can do in the group stages. All you can really do in your opening three games is just fuck things up. You, nobody's going to win. Obviously, you're not going to win the tournament in the group stages. It's right now that the competition really begins. It's, it's when we get to the knockout stages that things start happening. And, you know, England, they've, they've played badly, apart from in spells, I guess, occasionally. On the whole, they've been quite bad, but they've won the group and they've got out of it with seven points and they haven't conceded a goal. So if I'm looking for a team to watch now, a team that's going to build momentum and only improve, my money is probably shifting away from Italy and on towards England. Mm. I was really concerned about our defending, but the fact that we've not conceded a goal is really, really positive. Again, as far as tournament football goes, that's what you want. That's that's the foundation that you build from because you're not going to lose a game if you if you don't concede a goal. You can always sneak a goal from a set piece or, you know, a lucky decision, but as long as you're you're not conceding, you're you're always going to be in with a chance of winning that tournament. And I guess there's this kind of form for this sort of thing as well, isn't it? It's, it's the, the way that England are playing right now is basically what Portugal did when they won it. I was going to say four, but it's five years ago, isn't it? Portugal didn't play good football; they played very effective football. And uh, I think I think that's what we're going to. See. I don't think we're going to see like a festival of football to sort of tie it back to foot again. I don't think we're going to suddenly see massively expansive games in in the knockouts where. Teams are just spraying 60-yard passes everywhere, but I think there's going to be a lot more pressure. I think there's going to be a lot more excitement. And, yeah, I think I think it will be the team that can grind out wins effectively, but not necessarily beautifully, that, that will win the tournament. And although Gareth Southgate isn't the most appealing boss, I think he gets a bad press for his personality. He seems to have this England team right where he wants them, really, I think. For a guy who looks like he should be an area manager for Domino's Pizza, he's... Uh, He's doing quite well for himself, Gaza. That's, that's quite the reference. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It really fits. Not to judge a book by its cover or anything, but... It definitely looks like you should drive a Monday or... And be called Gavin rather than Gareth, I think. Oh, Gareth fits kind of, doesn't it? You know, most area managers are called either Gareth or Gavin. Yeah. It definitely has a suit hung up in his back seat. And a box of tissues under the front seat. Okay. Steve, you brought up Festival of Football. The last thing I want to say about it is we already have six cards that have guaranteed an upgrade. I put it on Twitter earlier today, but Eden Hazard to go to a 97. Thorgan Hazard to go to a 92. Jeannie Juan Adam will go to a 95. Delic 96. Verratti, 96. And Florenzi, 93. There are a slew of other cards that are on the brink of getting upgrades. You have to get three wins to get those. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for these French, French games and some of these other top nations i know you guys probably haven't watched much copa america but that tournament is still going on 
We talked about it in the chat briefly. The way the format works this year is the top four teams from each of the two groups will progress, and then they will play a tournament-style format for knockouts, 1v8, and so on. Argentina, Chile, Paraguay, and Uruguay are the top choices for Group A. Brazil, Colombia, Peru, and Venezuela are the top choices for Group B. So keep your eyes peeled on those cards like your um, Eder Militao. That card is going to get an upgrade on their next win, which is inevitable. And... Um, a couple of Argentina cards as well. We mentioned Acuna, Nandez from Uruguay, Alexis Sanchez from Chile. So if you aren't watching Copa America, it's a very different style of football. Steve, you can attest to this. I know you watched a little bit of it and it's it's very fast paced. It's direct. It's yeah. it's a lot more like, like FIFA. It's sweaty. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more open and attacking in a lot of ways, really. Um, I've actually tried to watch quite a bit of it, but the, the problem that I've had is that I seem to sort of, when I put it on, it's obviously on quite late over here in the UK. Um, and when I put it on, I tend to just keep having the same recurrent dream where I always end up watching Chile. And for some reason, they have Blackburn's Ben Brereton playing for them in midfield. And it just keeps happening. So, I don't know. Since starting to have these dreams, it's developed to the stage where he's got Brereton Diaz now on the back of his shirt to make it a little bit more believable, I think. So, I don't know. Funny old world. Sounds like you need to turn the TV off before you go to bed. Ben Brereton. Chilean. Who knew? You're subconscious. Maybe. He's played well, actually, to be fair. I mean, I, I have actually, this is kind of true. It seems like every time I turn a game on, it does happen to be Chile that's playing. And it does fuck with my head that, that Ben Brereton is playing for them. Why wouldn't it, really? Um, but he, he seems to be doing quite well. He seems quite popular with the uh, the Chilean lads as well, apparently. Apparently he's got a Chilean mother or something. I don't know. Mighty long way from Blackburn, though. Certainly is. I thought you were actually joking, Steve. I thought that was just a... No, 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 no. He's, he's, it's hard to tell when he's joking. I, I, think he's, I think he's actually played every single game of the tournament so far for Chile, Ben Brereton. Yeah. Mm. Nuts. I know we did get a brief look, and Paul, you can, you can probably shed more light on this, but the Summer Stars video you sent, um, there was some, I guess, images that were posted on... EA's Twitter? EA Sports FIFA's Twitter and taken down or changed? I think it was on PS and people got emails about the Path to Glory content and there were some new new cards on there and we won't quite show what they are but it's come out now that it's Summer Stars and potentially could be coming this Friday and these are going to be uh, significant, significant upgrades from cards that have played well and I think they've said something like this summer's football to try and get around the you know them not having the license for the Copa and the Euros so it looks like it's going to be cards that have played well in those tournaments are going to get significant one-time upgrades Mm. so they should be should be fun give us more to interact with in the game if anything you know and it's it's always fun to get new cards we'll see what happens I got nothing else to talk about. Steve's got a fucking funny look on his face like he's wanting me to end the pod and I'm going to do that That's just my now. face. How dare you? <laughs> it's fucking funny looking, dude. Especially with that fucking pantyhose you got on your head. What? Say something. Thought you would have said something. Be a smart ass. Anyways, that's the show. Paul, thanks for coming on. Hopefully we'll we'll, we'll get you back on next week if you, if you can find time to slot us in. We know you keep your 
your finger on the pulse of the of the market, especially in, in the, the community. If the people want to contact you, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, right foot on Twitter and Twitch, even though I've not been streaming much recently, but I've got a few weeks off of my night job for the next month, I think. Sure. Five five <laughs> weeks, maybe, so I'm going to fire a stream or two up, up us some packs, maybe. Maybe I can convince Steve to do it, too. I've seriously been thinking about it, actually, because there's a lot of really good content to stream at the minute where you don't have to pit your wits, so to speak, against Weekend League or Div Rivals. You can just basically piss about with the uh, the foot swaps tokens. There's a few other objectives there, I think, that, that look like they might be fun. So, watch this space. Who knows? Stranger things. Have- ben fucking Brereton is playing for Chile. Anything can happen. Keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming, boys. Ben Brereton can play for Chile. Don't give up, kids. Hang on to your hopes, my friend. Don't forget to follow the show at on Twitter at FootballersPod. You can follow me at the Foot Hunter, the underscore foot underscore hunter, and you can follow Steve at the Foot Coach. No. He's very active on Twitter. No. Very active. Don't follow me. I'm a fucking liability. That's the show. We gotta go. See ya. See ya. Bye. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.